Welcome, one and all, to the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast, folks. This has been quite a WrestleMania here at RWP. I am your King of Extreme, Phil KOE. Find me not only here at Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast on YouTube and Spotify, not only on Big Fucking Empire on YouTube and Facebook, not only KOE Nation on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch, folks, but this has been an amazing WrestleMania, a stupendous WrestleMania, all except one thing, folks. This has been one of the worst WrestleManias. This has been a tragedy. This has been an atrocity. This has been downright skullduggery that stop, we need to stop, just stop, stop, stop. The tragedy. Tribal chief needs to take care of something real quick. Just wait, what? Uh, 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 no, no, get over uh, here. Uh, God! <laughs> yes. It is I, your tribal chief, your champion, three years running revolutionary wrestling, WrestleMania champion. Chicken. Welcome, uh, folks. Chicken. Much like Macho Man Randy Savage, Steamboat. Mm. I came in the champ, but now you leave the champ. But now, Chicken, not only are you champion, but your King of Extreme is even acknowledging the legitimacy of an adjacent kingdom. I am now, Chicken, acknowledging you as the full emperor of Big Bucking Empire. Yes, yes, Chicken. The tribal chief... Must be acknowledged. We acknowledge you. Please, my tribal chief, please think of the legacy. Think of your family. Think of everything, your tribal chief. Please, oh, please. And I must. Tony say, does Paul not look Heyman. entertained at all. Holy shit. Paul Heyman, like 10 out of 10. Like, I mean, yes. he was the MVP of WrestleMania's main event. We'll get to that, but folks, it needed to be mentioned. But yes, chicken, I. Got to give it to you. Well done. Well done. I figured if we were tied, because it was going to be very close to it being a tie, I was going to do a challenge to you next year at WrestleMania to make it a Rock versus John Cena twice in a lifetime. But no, we'll have to wait for next year to see what that particular challenge is, folks. But yes, this WrestleMania, it happened. It delivered. I'm just telling you, Oh yeah, hey, he's pretty hey. cool too. <laughs> yes, but folks, Tony. Right. Hold on. Okay, Hold on. even better. Hold on. So, folks, this WrestleMania. I see in the comments. I mean, we, the things we, we give, were able to achieve. I'm a evening, people's champ. We got to give the people what they want. Iowa, Iowa. Yes, Tony. Iowa. Far, knock it off. Now he gets it tonight. It's WrestleMania, and apparently it was just a babyface night tonight. There was like I don't think any heel got any kind of like other than maybe Roman, but he's not really a heel. So I mean, he's he's a tweet. Yeah, he's like, the only real heel. Yeah, on the roster. like The Rock was a heel in two thousand one. No. No, 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 no. Then why are crowds divided? Jesus Christ. No, The Rock was funny and charismatic, whereas Roman Reigns is like a mafia boss. He's the yes, only real heel. Cool. On, no, he's the only real heel on the fucking roster other than The Miz who does comedy shit. And no. the heel was a face that showed up until his more. turn. 
Keep up the good work. Roman is the best in the game. Right now, he sure as fuck is. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, who else? I mean, he is top dog. It is undisputed, undenied. Yeah. He is now the man. He's carrying Hulk's boots. He's carrying Steve Austin's boots. He's carrying Bruno's boots. I know we're not supposed to talk about Bruno. I did. That's nice. So, without further ado, night two, WrestleMania 38 has come. It's gone. And believe it or not, it did not disappoint. The first real full crowd participation capacity WrestleMania since 2019, folks. This one actually ended up feeling like WrestleMania. I told you all the week before this shindig kicked off that it did not feel like Mania. I said, look at the card top to bottom. You could wipe half of it clean, have one night show, and it would be better. Folks, this actually ended up being pretty damn good through and through both nights. I cannot begrudge the booking here. It ended up working and working very, very, very well. Thankfully, we are back wrestling <laughs> WWE style, even if it is is back and wrestlemania was pretty damn good and i'm excited to see the raw after tomorrow night and see just where the hell we go from here because we have a lot a lot a lot of unanswered questions a lot of plot lines that have been opened and unanswered things could get deep let's talk about tonight's show starting off from the very get-go triple h comes out the first music you hear, it's the game. He comes out. He spits the water. He gets in the ring. He milks the crowd. He very plainly says, I love you. Thank you. It's WrestleMania. He puts the boots in the middle of the ring, and he takes his leave. And that's his career. Well done. Oh. Well done. Paul Levesque, Triple H, thank you. Absolute, according to... Author Jay Devine the second, uh, absolutely amazing. Roman Reigns is the only superstar that slayed the beast twice. Let's acknowledge him. Well, as a recap, uh, to be fair, at WrestleMania, this was a trilogy. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns lost. They both lost that first encounter at WrestleMania 31 to Seth Rollins. The rematch at WrestleMania 34, that was Brock Lesnar. Tonight, WrestleMania 38, the Beast was officially slayed at WrestleMania. The only two men to ever defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. The Universal and the World Champions collided, and Roman Reigns did end up standing tall. Spoiler alert, I know. But we will get How through. can we not? I, like, I get we should kind of wait to get there, but how can we not? Uh, Mayor I, of Ohio, I got home late. I'm on the Theory versus McAfee match. How was Brock versus Reigns match without spoiling anything? Amazing. You're going to enjoy it. Trust me, but we're going to start with... You're going to avoid the Theory-McAfee match probably just as much, though. Don't turn that match off. Yeah. Because shit gets deep. Yeah, yeah. We're not going <laughs> to spoil it for you because we're going to start at the beginning of the card. Yes. So by the time we get to the main event and such, you're going to be already caught up with us and all will be well in the world. So don't worry, Mayor of Ohio. Yeah. So... As expected, this was a night kicked off by the Raw... But definitely give us a like, share, subscribe, and a thumbs up. Come on now. Up there, mm -hmm. yes. As expected, 
the Raw Tag Team titles were defended, opening the show. RK Bro defending against the Alpha Academy and the Street Profits. And believe it or not, this match, this match actually delivered. I well, was... the Street Profits do every single time. Montez Ford is one of those folks that he will throw the football, run past the defensive line, catch it himself, and make the fucking goddamn touchdown, okay? That's the kind of guy Montez Ford, Angelo just knows where he needs to be to make the catch, okay? Like, Tony, there's, like, there's two, the two things I hate about Phil talking football, is that he talks football, but then when he is right about it. Yeah, there's, there's which is often that. i mean it's usually most of the time no, so, yes no mighty this, strike of his this ended up bat. being pretty good like like the first half i was not into it it didn't matter because it it was expected to be the opener it was expected and to be it caught us it got us all no montez ford montez ford got us look this guy it bears repeating Montez Ford is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's insane. A gorgeous looking dude. He's got the height. He's got the build. He's got the charisma. And he's got the athleticism. And guess what? He's a damn fine in-ring worker, too. Mm-hmm. This guy is fantastic. Not just the fucking frog splashes, but holy shit. The flipping buff blockbuster. Like that. My God. My God. That was a thing of beauty. And then... And then Randy Orton does hit the splash into the RKO, but holy God, the Matt Riddle RKO springboards off the apron, hits the top rope, grabs Montez Ford, drags him down for the cutter. Massive RKO, second best cutter of 2022. Sorry, Guevara Cody still is the top spot because good luck beating that. It was beautiful. Yeah, so I really, really enjoyed this match. It, it caught good. my attention. It got me back into it. Yeah. I gave it 375. I did as um, well. Fantastic okay. opener. Now, Chicken, what'd you give it? Uh, I'll agree. 375. This was fun. It was a fun fucking match uh, all the way through. Had big, huge spots. There wasn't a lot of missed spots. Like, it was fun. The, the whole thing was fun. It wasn't, like, over the top. But, yeah. No, this was... This is exactly what I expected, honestly. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I had a very low bar for this because I, a triple threat tag team match like this, you know, it's going to be a car crash to start things off, and it was, and that kind of lost me out of the gate. But the talent that was all... in the ring, though, like I know most of these three way tag team matches, you expect it to suck, but the talent that was in the ring, you knew they were going to make something good. Exactly. And everybody in this, uh, in RK Bro, just fucking works. This thing's been working for a year. I can't even begrudge it at this point. Uh, th- this was this was a really, really good match. And had this one gone another five, maybe ten minutes, holy shit, what a classic this would have been. But it was a perfect opener. I think that was sort of the story of the night is that match could have gone a little longer. Yeah, Author says, maybe. to be frank, Riddle is good to go, not excluding the Street Profit. They did exact, they did really well. But RK Bro remain the best tag team in Raw for now. Uh, correct, you are. I cannot disagree with that at all because they are over. And damn it, Matt Riddle, he really has basically just asked for Randy Orton's torch. And Randy Orton has not really said, no, nah, you can't have it. 
it does feel very much like a student and master type scenario. Mm -hmm. And when they do eventually have the feud, because eventually it's going to happen. Who better to tutor somebody than Randy Orton? Even Cody Rhodes in an interview he did yesterday after WrestleMania, he did a full press conference, really interesting stuff. He said one of his biggest teachers was Randy Orton. Yeah. When you finally get the riddle Orton match, like that's going to be the official passing the torch. And it's going to be good because these guys, they they do have an undisputed charisma, and I I loved this opener. I would actually go back and watch this. I would gladly. The spots were perfect, and the spots were flawless, even though it was a a bit of a car crash to start out. But moving right along, holy god! Uh, wow, Lashley so, almost had a match with almost. Yeah, this. Uh, Okay, so this was not nearly as bad as. Sorry, I've been holstering that one all night. The Undertaker and Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> It sure could have been, but believe it or not, finally, finally, Bobby Lashley is now like, what, a 20-year vet at this point? He can finally call a match in the ring. It only took 20 years, but he could finally call a match in the ring, and he had a broom handle moment against a guy who's the size of the Statue of Liberty. Holy Mm -hmm. God, this could have been an absolute fucking disaster, but this actually didn't suck this was lashley's broom handle it was this was probably one of the best examples of bobby lashley showcasing what he can do i gave it 275 just because bobby lashley was the spry little guy jumping around the ring yeah to omo and like that was the weirdest it was bizarre to see because yeah but it really does get over the idea of just how massive and also credit to bobby Almost had him for, okay, he was sitting on top of his head to, and he was going to try to do a military press. It was not going to work. No. Bobby Lashley literally, just with his upper body strength, we watched him push himself off of almost fly five feet into the fucking air and then plant himself back down like at least like what, 12 feet? Yeah. So. This worked. I mean, it worked. Well done, Bobby. I I questioned this wholeheartedly like it was said at another wrestlemania many many years ago do we love bobby let me tell you do we love bobby and bobby got the win uh chicken you got anything to add to that uh no tonight we love bobby three stars is what i give this one i was i was actually for i had zero expectations for this match so it's not hard to get the three stars for me but honestly i thought it was a very serviceable match i thought it was it was fun it was fun I gave it two and a half because it it was what it was. And yeah, almost was out of position enough, but it didn't ruin the match. So two and a half, fair enough. Moving along. This was like... This is like you could tell some of the folks in the back really missed the cinematic matches. This They almost... missed having to have a crowd, and they wanted to do now. Oh, it almost lost you? You mean where the giant mouse trap didn't work? You found that a touch hard to believe? I... Your suspension of disbelief was Sam... a little bit pushed there, T? Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Yes, that yes, Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville from fucking Jackass. Yeah, we're not even talking about 20 years ago, Johnny Knoxville. We're talking about 2022, Johnny Knoxville. Gray hair and all. Jesus H. Fuck. What the hell? Uh, author says the almighty Bobby just proved that he 
have been a WWE champion, not minding how the Elimination Chamber ended him. I think Omos should respect the Almighty because he did what Omos never expect from anyone in the industry. Yeah, you know what? Get a match out of him. He did get a match out of him. Yeah, like, that's something nobody ever expected from him in the industry. How can we get a match out of this guy? Yeah. And they did. And I I gotta give Bobby credit. Well said, author. Well said. harsh critic of Bobby Lashley over the last few years. If you look back, listen back across the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast, I have had scorching things to say about him. As of us. But this He's on the run of a lifetime. Yeah, this one, I gotta give it to him. But now... Moving back to the Jackass Four movie promotional match. This, I'm sorry, like this, this almost lost me for night two. It really did. Like when we got, <laughs> this was bad. But t- guys, uh, didn't you see Sami Zayn got hit in the crotch repeatedly? That's funny, right? Like we uh, we jumped back a minute, and when we jumped into this match, it was already full bore gimmicks and nonsense this was a this was an anything goes match because of course it was okay i missed it did they do anything with the mousetrap table oh we're getting there oh Oh, yeah did they oh did they ever so when now it's funny no 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 like the the table with the little mousetraps i saw the big mousetrap oh yeah yeah. Okay. Which, funny enough, Tony and I were having deja vu when we saw that because yeah, back in the backyard wrestling. Did you guys do that before? Online of a kid doing a mouse trap table, and we're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Why like, did you do that?" Yeah, yeah. So when we got involved in this match, like it was already full underway, chaos, nonsense, and this did kind of unfold how you guys were predicting and basically the whole jackass crew versus Sammy saying so it wasn't fair it was stupid it was just getting over a movie uh but we tuned in at the point where Chris Pontius party boy had just hit the ring and gotten his ass kicked and pushed under the ring then we man gets pulled out by Sammy and we man has put on a little bit of weight and he looks kind of like bowling ball foreshadowing gets in gives Sammy Zane a fucking scoop slam do you Johnny, feel good about that one? Yes, I do. Johnny Knoxville hits a tornado DDT, for God's sake, looking like Super Mario with gray hair and goddamn flight goggles. Gets a two count, and then they start setting up more gimmicks. And that's when the mousetrap table on the outside of the ring is introduced. That's when the goddamn leg on a swing set is introduced that's going to kick somebody in the nuts. And that's when the bowling ball gets introduced. Sammy gets put down in the corner, legs spread wide, friggin' open, and Johnny Knoxville bowls a strike right up his fucking taint. Oh, <laughs> amazing. And then, and then, even better, we get to the teeter-totter, and Sammy gets kicked in the balls by the teeter-totter foot. <laughs> then yeah, Sammy... at that point, I was like, well, you know, of course, you got to have a machine that just kicks people's balls, right? <laughs> then they ran around the outside of the ring. And, hey, you remember Jackass 2 and 3? Hey, remember remember they had that giant hand? Oh, wait, 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 wait. The big hand? The big that. hand that clotheslines people and slaps yeah, them in the face? Really... Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was like off screen wait, and it surprised wait. people, Sammy Zayn ran into this fucking thing, pimp slapped, and somehow did not see it in a wide open arena. Like, weirdly enough, not only did this not land as a joke, or nor was it funny in a wrestling match, it just kind of like somehow it's already really bad, but it somehow made Jackass worse because, like, oh, so that was all just a yeah. work, wasn't it? Yeah. 
not only are they making a joke of the professional wrestling industry, which they we already know is a work. Wow. They proved that their when you put it that way. TV show were works. Was a work. Allegedly, winky face. So after that, uh, Sami Zayn finds himself in the top rope. Uh, Johnny Knoxville pushes a button, and a pyro goes off behind Sammy. He crotches himself. Uh, okay, okay, stop, stop. What proceeds next is some of the worst shit I saw all night. I kind of like the hit in the button and the pyro. Fuck you. It makes sense in the pro wrestling world. Oh my God. Like, that was actually them integrating the pro wrestling world in a little bit. I like I, that. I'm out of order on how a lot of this happened, but eventually, I, Sammy. I would have so liked they, that. They were out of order for doing this match. Oh, wait. Different, different idea. Okay. I would have liked it if it wasn't so horribly, like, done, though. Like, it wasn't even close to him. It was, like, three feet away. Yeah. Like, it, there was no, no actual danger to him. No. Like, it, it was just, like... It was so bad. It was no, bad. Knoxville chases Sammy with a fucking taser at one point, and Sammy throws a weapon away because that's what you do if somebody's chasing with a taser. I quit watching before that happened. The taser gets introduced. Sammy gets tasered. Uh, oh, sorry. He ends up back on top of the top rope. Knoxville ends up throwing him from the top turnbuckle to the outside of the ring through the mousetrap table. Yep. A table with like 20 mousetraps on him. Sammy took a top rope flip off of that through a table with mousetraps. This thing had to hurt like a bitch. Even if none of those mousetraps went off, this, the table bump itself had to be brutal. And then, yes, back in the ring, Sammy gets a fucking taser. They bring in a gigantic life-size rat trap. Sammy gets tasered, falls down, Knoxville goes to release the mousetrap to pin Sammy. It malfunctions and gets caught on Knoxville. You can tell it's made with plastic PVC pipe, and Sammy still has to sell like he's trapped under a mousetrap and gets pinned one, two, three. Sammy, I hope that contract extension that you turned that you accepted from WWE is worth will it. be remedied very soon and you get <laughs> released and can go to AEW and be El Generico again because this was a fucking disaster. This was stupid. This was insulting. It made the Jackass series look like a work. Exactly. And you know what? You're gonna... say, that's the worst thing to come out of it, actually. And you're going to be there tomorrow. The Jackass guys go back to fucking Hollywood to pretend like they're going to be able to do Jackass 5. This was... Dumb. Oh, yeah. They're this... laughing. They're laughing to the bank. This, oh, yeah. this was terrible. This was fucking well, terrible. To be and fair, Sammy, so made, Sammy. Sammy was made to look like a complete and utter fucking joke. And he's one of the best workers on the roster. This this pissed me off. This almost lost me. I gave it 1.75. You uh, gave it 2.75. And fuck you. I liked a few pieces of it. Uh, the bowling ball shit and the constantly like hit, hitting him in the crotch with the lever thing. That was dumb as fuck. This match specifically. The end was really bad. Yeah. But there were some points that it wasn't too bad. And I was entertained. I'm specifically it. not going to go see Jackass forever now. I was yeah. never going to see it in the first place. It didn't matter if the Jackass crew came to my front door and said, Phil. Here's a hundred dollar bill. Will you please go see the Jack? I was not going to do it. So I, I this did not sell a ticket to me. I will go ahead and just say that this did not. One point five. One point five. Okay. Thank you, Chicken, for making a brave and honest 
hitting us with the hard hitting. Dude, review I was not entertained at all. I didn't pay attention to half of it. I was just like, oh, okay, this is another gimmick. A professional wrestler got his ass kicked in a professional wrestling match by a bunch of glorified stuntmen from Hollywood. Here's my problem when it comes to these. Like, you can have these these celebrity matches, but you can't, like, like there's that believability line that we talk about sometimes. That, yeah, like, you, you can dance on. This did not respect that line at all, any way, shape, or form. This was yeah. completely, like... Logan Paul did because Logan Paul's a bad motherfucker. Okay, like a legitimate fighter. Yeah, he respected yeah. the line. These guys did not in this Ever. match at all. Yeah. Whoever wrote this match, whoever planned this match, all of it, uh, they all should be like fired. Uh, all I think this is this is the one moment in this evening that I'm going to say that in the next match are going to be the two moments this evening that I'm going to say and raise my glass. Fuck, do we miss Pat Patterson? Cheers. Yeah, like Cheers. Jesus. Again, like, yeah, we are good Lord, we miss you, Pat. So yeah, they uh they this was a not a good card structure choice because they followed this debacle with the four-way women's tag team title match. And I'll be honest. Again, fuck do we miss Pat Patterson after having to sit through Jackass 4.5 on WrestleMania. Then they did 20 minutes of uh, girl tag team intros before the match even started. And by the time the match even started, again, this was a car crash. Like, you didn't know what was happening. You didn't even know if the bell had rung, really. By the time they finally settled into a match, the match was basically over. And that, so that's the, really entrance, the entrances were longer than the match. Yeah, it it, it, mm -hmm. it it just didn't. I understand giving everybody their WrestleMania spotlight and really just knocking home the entrances because everybody has to get that WrestleMania entrance. But that definitely made this worse by compared. Like, had they just come out, gotten to business, and really hunkered down and had a match, would have been instantly better. But no, the, the entrance is Everybody's so got to have this pageantry WrestleMania entrance yeah. now. Everybody gets to have their moment. And it's like, Okay, you go back and watch like the first five WrestleManias. Um, yeah, it's not exactly like these people weren't coming out thinking this is no. my WrestleMania moment. It's gonna be so. And, like, they were like, using the neon raw sign for God's they sake. They were journeyman workers that were happy to be there to get a payday. Is the WrestleMania moment still for the fans, or is it for the wrestlers at this point? Yes. Yes. Now, as much as I hate to say, Terry Funk had a very good phrase about this. You know, I liked it better when the marks were in the stands and not in the locker room and the smartened up people are on the front row. Like, yeah, mm. like I liked it better back when it was the other way around. And so, yeah, like, unfortunately, yeah, there, there are some marks in the locker room, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, Naomi, Naomi and Sasha did pick up the win and the tag team titles. So congrats to them. Sasha gets a WrestleMania win, but. Damn, it could have come at such a better built storyline and match. Why, ah. yeah, like I, I hate the fact that we're doing Sasha as a as a tag team. She's so much better solo. Like Agreed. I don't. Uh, it's a shame. A waste. Uh, I a ended waste. up giving it. This is a way to get her on the show, basically. Yeah, yeah. Ah, we could have done Charlotte versus Sasha, but no, we had to. Yeah, let's not talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll get talked about yeah. it enough. Yeah. 
I gave it 275 because the end was fine. Like they finally settled down and got a serviceable enough finish. But yeah, 275. Oh, what did I give this? Yeah, you're going 2.25. You know what? Let me re-amend that score. Just give it two. Wow. Okay. I'll agree with Phil, too. I'll agree with Phil, too. Okay, that's fair. Not not going to argue that. All right, so now something we actually give a flying shit about. Edge versus AJ Styles. This was the beginning of the end. Of the reign of extreme, folks. Um, This was, I had gone with the 2019 Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast Wrestler of the Year, the phenomenal AJ Styles, because God damn it, he's AJ. And I was thinking, you know, Edge is a bit older than AJ. He's got a lot less matches to go. And AJ's going to have more matches. So I was thinking future, but they're thinking now. Yeah, what they figure? What we figure? Two to four years age different. Age, I think AJ was 44. Yeah, and Edge is like 48. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a three to four year age difference. So it's not, it's a lot slimmer than you think. And Tony's bringing up like, yeah, AJ wanted to retire four years ago, but they just offered him so much goddamn money that about the time AJ was like considering retiring, that the time frame that he'd originally given COVID uh, kind of hit. Look so at this motherfucker. That did ruin things. Look at this motherfucker. But he's kind of uh, settled into that role uh, of he's elevating other people because literally he cannot have a bad match with anybody. And if you put him in the ring against Somebody like Edge, who's another grizzled veteran such as he, you're going to have magic. And that's exactly what we got here. This was fan-damn-tastic. Hell, you put in AJ with fucking morons that are almost trying to kill themselves like Ellsworth, and he'll still save their lives despite themselves. I, so, I yeah, think AJ's... we could have a three-star match with AJ Styles. Oh, yeah, yeah. AJ, like, we could, yeah, you, me, Chicken, any yeah. one of us, like, we, they'd be like, yeah, I think we'd give that three stars. Uh, this was great. Uh, they, they were evenly matched throughout this entire thing. Everything was so seamless. Like, the transitions here, every time AJ would try to springboard, Edge would have a, a scouted-out response to it. Like, nothing ever seemed like it was in danger. And when they would finally actually hit a move that you'd think would put them away, there was an equal and opportunistic response. It was so well done, so seamless. AJ's body language between every move and every rest hold and everything that he does you believe it, and you can lose yourself in the match because it's just so seamless. And Edge's facials and the way he carries himself, it's just, it's so, you can get lost in it. And that's wrestling, folks. When you can get lost in the pageant, you can get lost in the storytelling and forget for a second that we know this is predetermined. It doesn't matter because what they're doing is so fucking good. And that's what this was. Uh, specifically the counters from the submissions, the calf yeah. pressures into the, the, the arm bar. Ripplers. Uh, oh, fucking, yeah, and, the, yeah, the, the calf pressure bar. into the arm bar, that's a counter to AJ's submission we've never seen before. Beautiful. Gotta give it to Edge. Um, yeah. I, so me, I gave this one four stars. This was one of the better matches of the weekend. Um, I, uh, there's only a handful that were better. Yeah, Edge did end up getting the win here. Uh, and as... Yours truly predicted, not that it fucking matters. The reason he got the win was because his stable debuted. And eh, just like last night, I said, Damien Priest was the one joining his stable. Boy, I wish that was worth a fucking point. 
But yes, he was distracting just long enough for Edge to get the upper hand. Big spear, one, two, three. Edge is your victor tonight. And I hope this is not the end of this feud. I really, really hope they continue this into backlash. Cannot wait to see. But yes, I gave it four, two, five. This was fantastic. Chicken. Uh, I gave it four as well. That uh, like every time you thought it was going to slow down, it just picked right back up. It, it kept you mm -hmm. in the whole time. And then even at the end, as you mentioned, Damian Priest standing there, he didn't even get involved and ruin anything. They just did the nope. right camera angle. This was good storytelling. This was he just, really and good. He just his presence distracted AJ yes, long just enough, enough for Edge to make the recovery. Perfect. This is the most interesting thing he's done since being on the main roster. Yeah. So good for Damian Priest at this point. I think he gets the most uh, bump ups. Uh, but yeah, I give it four stars as well. I agree with Phil. Oh, Mayor of Ohio. I got spoiled about the Brock and Roman match. Haven't watched it yet. Uh, watch it. Yeah. Just you got to watch it. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's kind of. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I'm gonna watch you just it. Turn just... on your phone, like, and you look at it. You'll have these little thumbnails, yeah. and, you, and I've had matches ruined for me like that. Uh, many, it's a lot of AEW. No, the, the way this one worked, it it, it worked. Definitely watch it. Do, don't skip this one. Um, but yeah, Edge AJ, fantastic effort. I hope there's more to come because they worked as expected. Oh, so, next coming. I don't though. think so. I think AJ Probably moves not. on and Edge does his thing. That's a lot. Uh, we'll see. We've got hey, it's a new season tomorrow night, folks. New season. Can't wait to see. Oh, this is absolutely correct here. Uh Mayor of Ohio is like he just finished the McAfee match. Vince the Madman. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. We uh, get a whole review of that. We enjoyed the shit out of that one. Yeah. So from a Edge and AJ, we moved on to what was supposed to be on night one. The crew of Irish thugs. The Peaky Blinders. The, Peaky the Blinders. Shelby crew. I don't give a fuck what you say they are. It's Thomas Shelby and his crew of Peaky Blinders. Versus two-thirds of the New Day. Obviously, we know Big E broke his neck and he's injured. And we had to show that for some reason. Why? Uh, yeah, I opened Twitter after I watched yep. the happy match. First thing I said, yeah, there you go. Uh, we've learned now that you just have to avoid even looking at your phone until yeah, the main just, event's over. Just throw it across fucking room yep that's uh, it's it's unfortunate yeah. that that's how you gotta operate but this then, this was terrible awful this was so bad like we expected god damn it i'm gonna say it again I, originally i had the fucking goddamn irishman but i'm like ah biggie just got his neck broken then they show it surely the new day has to win this no in a in and out quick nobody gave a fuck match the new day drops the match instantaneously to the Peaky Blinders. Uh, one quick nice thing was at least uh, Xavier and Kofi wore the singlets in honor of Big E, but even that was not enough. I gave this 175. It was so quick, in and out, it didn't matter. And they juggled this thing on the card so much that we didn't even know what was going to happen. We didn't even know what happened on the pre-show. So there was no respect given to any of the individuals, and I couldn't even give it two stars. I gave it barely two because... It was like, okay, so this is a match to get over the idea that Butch, not Pete Dunn, is a very naughty boy that likes to get into fights. There you go. That's what this match was. Chicken? I watched 45 seconds of it. Wow. Which that means... Much. Yeah, I watched 
three quarters of it. Apparently, um, yeah, I gave it one one yeah. star. I gave it one star. I I was wow. like, what the? F- I'm I I like literally turn around. I was like, what? That's it? Damn. Yeah. Like you know, it, it made no sense to me. It did nothing. It it no. didn't tell a story. It didn't go anywhere. Um, it was there was no service being done here. Like it was it was pointless. I agree. If it, it, it didn't was- happen, nobody would have cared. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Mayor of Iowa, they did the best with the time that they had, honestly. Yeah, and it wasn't much. Uh, the promos could have been cut, and Undertaker didn't need to pop out again. for five. That did take up a good chunk of the window. but I felt like <laughs> Five minutes? I think it was closer to 10. I was going to say, like, they had, they had another five minutes yeah, before they had to go to black after the main but event. But Tony made a good point that he deserved that after his fucking Survivor Series in front of nobody and a bunch of lasers retirement. It so was, I'll let him have that. It, watching Undertaker, like, this was his moment in front of the crowd because he did have to retire the Undertaker gimmick in front of a crowd of screens at Survivor Series during COVID. So this was brutal. Like, he, he said... Thank you under his breath. It was just, you, you saw him wince. You saw Mark Calloway wince. That was, that was rough. Oh, it hurts every time. It hurts every time. God bless no, he you, didn't say thank you. He said, thinking about another match. No, he didn't. Yes, yes, he said it. I know he did. No. no Damn he it, he did. Moving never along. say never. Yeah. So, moving along. Yes, let's talk about it. Oh, God. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. This did not disappoint. Holy shit. Austin Theory gets the fucking love this match. Huge rub. Vince McMahon comes out with him, watches the entire match ringside. Pat McAfee comes down with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Now, that was. And Seven Nation Army. Yes. Music. Now that was a moment where if any of his friends in sports casting or the NFL would ever give him shit about his time in WWE, he just shows them that footage of him coming down to the ring with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders fucking leap, like walking him down to the ring, him and kicking 78,000 live screaming to him. Yes. yes. And then say, oh, yeah, yeah. So you think my time there was a silly thing? Yeah, you're just jealous. Uh, uh, Mayor of Ohio, Undertaker's literally my favorite wrestler of all time. I get what you mean about the Survivor Series thing, but he'd already came out last night. I would have preferred that time being given. And that's the thing. Like, he got Friday night to get inducted. He makes a good point. He there. got last night. And yeah, he got another tonight. So this, uh, yeah, I kind of agree. Like, this did feel like it went a little long but i again, think it was more again, for the live the audience match they should have given more time to was the main event that was it like i think that one could have at least done with another two minutes well, yeah. I, no i think that i think they just did it for the live audience because they had trouble selling tickets and you and had a different crowd on night two than you had night one they figured out how to do a two-night event without overly exhausting the crowd because i remember the first time they did a two-night we were fucking no. exhausted yeah. after night one and we we're like fuck on on ticket selling this this it's, i was actually excited for night two so they actually did the right thing in my opinion here well, they might have done the right thing and i think it was mainly for the live audience because if you're gonna sell tickets that you're gonna see you're gonna see stone cold and taker 
That's just and you want to sell two different nights. You better have them on two different nights. The people that committed to the two night WrestleMania, they definitely got their money's worth because yeah, they oh they they got they got their money's worth and then some. Uh, Mary of Ohio, the McAfee match was fucking amazing. Everything about it, and now Vince is the oldest to ever wrestle in a WrestleMania match. I was wondering that. Yeah, we we asked that live, like years old, uh, and he had a match. Let's get there. Let's get there. He may have broke his hip on his way out. Okay, first and foremost, Pat McAfee and Austin Theory had a fantastic. It was pretty good. Pat McAfee, dude, this guy. Legit. Uh, and during his intro, by the way, not one, but two clips of him having a backyard trampoline match, and he gets to come out with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. They got a twofer out of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Can we pause? Can we pause? How important is that to most people that actually watch our type of show? Backyard wrestling was just fucking played on live WWE like forever implanted. All of you, all of you out there that have ever jumped on a trampoline, made your own fucking goddamn ring, ever fucking taken a pile driver into some fucking weird goddamn piece of material, you made tonight possible. Fuck yes. It was, no! it was all worth it. All the tables, all the glass tubes. Give yourself a round of applause. It was all worth it. The body slams, the bumps, the good times, the bad times, the winning the titles, the getting screwed out of your titles, folks. It was all worth it. So yeah, Pat McAfee's clearly been a fan for life. And this guy understood the business before ever even getting involved into it. And I think that's why he's been able to transition as well as he has. He did great here. And theory, good God, the charisma, the athleticism, the stature, the presence. This guy is a future world champion. And if you weren't a believer before tonight and you came out of tonight not believing it, I'm sorry, watch it again. Because holy I mean, shit. Mayor of Ohio's got some real comments here. I mean, this motherfucker's spitting. Yeah, me. he is. Um, I think it's the oldest to ever wrestle in a WWE match altogether. All right, going to watch the Brock and Roman match now. Great show, y'all. WWE is bleeding money by not giving y'all contracts. I know. Leaving money on the table. You're absolutely exactly. correct. So, Philosopher King. Uh, yeah, but as I expected, Pat McAfee did end up picking the W up. He got the win. He got the win. The go-home SmackDown was a dead giveaway. The entrance sealed it. Pat McAfee gets the win here. He gets a big WrestleMania match. Win. It was it was perfect. The match, I loved it. I couldn't quite give it four, so I gave it 3.9. Um, now, are we grading it as just the match or is the... Just the McAfee okay. theory match. Okay, then that case, I'm going to give it... 375. 375. Excellent, excellent match. Uh, Austin Theory really was, I mean, he was just being a little shit, smarmy shit, walking around the ring, giving Pat all the time he needed yeah. to recover. Pat, he's got about seven, eight neat moves he can do. Austin fucking. Great swanton. Like, led him by the hand through most of them. Pat, now granted, like, I know 
Jeff Hardy saying, well, yeah, you haven't been doing that for 20 years. There's that. Let's see how much spring you got in your step to do another flip. Get out of your bug. But, so. Jacob, what did you think? You three something? Oh, I loved every second, millisecond of this entire match because this is what solidified my three-time uh, WrestleMania championship. Um, no, I I gave it four. I want I I I I wanted to do that five star. It wasn't. Wow, it, it wasn't a five star match. No. A, no, I give it four. Everything that happened after. Yes, it's a five star segment. But. Yes, exactly. Uh, but five stars. Or, or four stars, sorry, sorry, I did yeah. it. Uh, four stars on this match. I thought it was it, like it, it blew my expectations out of the water. Like I, I expected very little out of Pat McAfee. I thought uh, this was gonna suck. I yeah. thought it was gonna be horrible. I, I had all the worst thoughts in my head about this match. It was fantastic. I loved every second of it. And then what happened after? And let's get into that. This this went completely batshit insane because after Theory loses the match, you ex- I expected he comes out, he's by Vince. And I thought this was going to be the point where Vince drops him or kicks him in the groin because like, oh, how could you possibly disappoint me at WrestleMania? I treated you like a son. Instead, Vince McMahon gives him a hug, gives him a hug and then takes off his suit jacket and he's wearing the black tank top of yesteryear. Of yore. And the dude is 76 years old. Still looks pretty ripped. And still is ripped to the gill for a 76-year-old man. Gets Kinda. in the ring with Pat McAfee. A referee emerges. And a bell rings. So Ding, ding, ding! Last night, we had the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin after 19 years. I think the last match, if I'm not mistaken, that Vince McMahon had was against Bret Hart. Uh, Whatever WrestleMania that was, but uh, it's been a long damn time. This happened. This was a match, and it was was incredible. Austin Theory is just cheat-shotting. Pat McAfee from behind every chance he gets. Vince is just relishing in it. It's it's amazing. The man's still in this good a condition physically. You can argue mentally, but physically you cannot deny Vince McMahon is still. Hey, Lesto, how are we doing there? Rip to the gills. WrestleMania. My God. Uh, this, This was insane. And then guess what? The ultimate thing happens. Uh, McAfee gets dropped on his face, gets crotched on the ring post. Vince McMahon ends up getting the win. Yep. Over Pat McAfee. So that means that that wasn't his retirement match. No. Pat McAfee. Back to pack. Same WrestleMania. Same very night. Now one and one at WrestleMania. And then as we're watching. But you can't outdo people's retirement nights god damn it that means somebody else has got to be like fuck you motherfucker i just want you guys my retirement 
I just want you guys to confirm right here, right now, I called this shit before it happened. Yeah, Tony, I watched him, like, on the way to the ring when Vince was coming, like, yeah, Stone Cold's gonna come out at some point. I'm like, well, he is in town this weekend. I but. literally, I, I like, I was, I remember, because I was watching on my phone talking to these guys, like, in my, in my earbud, and I, I could have swore I heard glass break 10 seconds. You did. I, I, I did this, I did this, I was like, Oh, fuck, here it is, boys. And then nothing happened. And I was like, did I hear something? What the fuck's going on? And then all of a sudden, da -da 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 and I was like, I fucking, I, like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep, we need a little more Steve Austin. We didn't have quite enough the first time around. It um, was incredible. The glass shatters. Austin, with all the charisma in the world, literally makes his way to the ring, blasts Austin Theory off of the surface of the earth. He's gone. And you guys put it perfect earlier when you said, how many times can Charlie Brown miss the football? Yeah, yeah. When he, Stone Cold gives Vince McMahon the beer, it's like, wow, this is like Lucy yanking that football out from under Charlie like Vince. Like, this will be the time I don't get a stunner. And he almost did. <laughs> he almost did. Yeah, he and, uh, tried. At the same time, he is still a 76-year-old man. So Stone Cold kind of like got this and yeah. kind of like slipped down. Vince falls. Um, then Pat McAfee tries his luck. Hey, what 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 could be the worst that could happen? And we um, all thought, hey, this this like, hey. They're sharing the ring. Theories selling of the stunner was incredible. Beautiful. Spectacular. Um, like he was trying to talk Austin Theory did a great job selling uh, the stunner. But then McAfee takes a stunner. He just stays on his feet, but he just goes back perfectly. And then when Steve Austin's leaving, one of the best shots of WrestleMania night. This was amazing. This is the best shot of the night. back. Like this, like all fucked up, like, oh, and he's still pouring the Steve Austin beer. He's, like, he's on his back. He's like, cold stunner, Pat McAfee laying on the outside of the ring with the beer in hand still, dazed and confused, laying flat back, dumping beer into his mouth. Like, hey, Fellas, what are you, gonna do? you know that's going to be a meme tomorrow. It was amazing. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. within a week, that's going to be a meme I'm going to see somewhere. This was incredible. Like, everything that sucked about, like, the women's tag title match getting just shit deals and the Knoxville debacle, like, everything immediately was forgiven. Because, so, like, nostalgia, I usually don't what do fanboy you rate out Vince for, McMahon? but my God, this was so fucking well What do you done. rate McMahon, Matt? <laughs> Oh, eight stars. I mean, my God, the work rate of Vince. Like, Kenny Olivier, he's over there. He's <laughs> jealous as hell. He's never given tombstones nearly as good as Vince. Oh, Kenny's definitely jealous of how Vince can fucking handle a crowd. Well, Kenny's definitely jealous of how over, like, Vince McMahon at 76 years old is. But I yeah, digress. But no, I, the match itself. I mean, okay, uh, two and a half. Just I'm going to give it three. Yeah, that's fair. And then the post three. shows. And then the post-match segment, I give five stars. Eight. Okay, that's fair. All right, now, Ten. moving right Ten. along to... Now we do get to the main event. Roman oh, Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. Yes. Uh, and Paul Heyman, 
he was doing the Bobby the Brain Heenan MVP of this. Oh. And like earlier when I was doing that, oh no, my tribal chief, please, my tribal chief, think of this, my tribal chief, you must think of your family, think of your legacy tribal, like Paul. Oh, before why, that. Before why are you that. not in Hollywood? Before that, it was even better. Roman's incapacitated outside of the fucking ring. And he's begging and pleading with Brock Please, Lesnar. no, Brock. I I'm love sorry. you. It was sorry. all Roman's idea. I wasn't being, oh, please, Brock. No, I love you. I love you, Brock. And then he's The steps. spear through the barricade's been overdone at this point. But this one was great. Paul's groveling and begging and pleading with Brock. Looks like he's about to cry. And Brock takes a side spear to the ribs through the barricade. Like, it looked amazing. And you knew what this match was going to be. It was going to be the greatest hits. It was going to be their best spots played over and over, but in a different succession to make this one feel different. And that's what this was. But guess what? It fucking works because this is a different Brock Lesnar. His demeanor, his look, the feel of him has been completely different than anything we've ever seen from him. And this is the best Roman Reigns that we've ever seen in terms of work rate and storytelling. So this was better than their 31 match because that one was good because of Seth Rollins. Yeah, that was the Seth steal. This was better than the 34 matchup because the 34 matchup, while I loved it, it was all about the shock victory by Brock in that one because we all expected Roman to win. But this one worked so well and every spirit. And again, Brock Lesnar, totally underrated when it comes to terms with selling moves. Everything that Brock Lesnar sells, whether it's a fucking test of strength, whether it's a haymaker punch, whether it's a moonsault, it doesn't matter. When he sells a move, it instantly gains tenfold in credibility, and that's exactly what this was. Every Superman punch he got landed on him, it looked so damn good. Help Brock ate a backward spiel like uh, almost did earlier in the night. Fucking the, the uh, final spear. Those are rough. The spear immediately into the Kimura. That was amazing. That was amazing. I had thought these two guys couldn't show me anything new at this point. We had seen everything that they could do with each other, and then they pulled that, that was, one out. That and I was like, wow. I had literally just kind of resigned myself to a spam fest of their finishers and nothing new. Instead, we get some legit counters that I'd never seen before. And at that point, that's when Paul started the groveling. Come on, my tribal chief, please. Please, my tribal chief. You must. Oh, my tribal chief. Thank you for your legacy. Thank you for your family, my tribal chief. And yeah, Paul just fucking laying it on thick. Oh, so good. Why is he not in Hollywood? I don't know. But at this point, it does end up... Roman does, in fact, end up countering, hitting a spear. One, two, three, flat back. Wins, defeats Brock Lesnar, the only two men to ever defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. The trilogy ends. The title for title unification. The undisputed world heavyweight universal WWE champion is... Your tribal chief, acknowledge him, Roman fucking reigns. And the fireworks go off and Brock Lesnar milks it and looks dejected in the middle of the ring as the augmented reality and the fireworks and the crowd just stands there like, oh my God, the passing of the torch, the rub that Brock Lesnar just gifted Roman reigns. This man has now finally, like it or not, believe it or not, but accept it. Cemented his legacy as one of the greatest sports entertainers, we'll say that, of all time. Kind of sounds like what I have done over the last two years 
in the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast. Now, Tony, get back on the camera. No. This, this, get back here. No. This is going to be painful. Acknowledge me. But much like how Brock and Roman are the only two people to defeat The Undertaker at WrestleMania, Chicken is the only person to defeat Phil KOE and Tony G at WrestleMania. So yeah. this has been Three quite easy, Chicken. I got to give it to you. You're, uh, you, you know, hey, this is your night, Chicken. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, good sir. But what did you give this in terms of stars, Chicken? Mm. Oh, Tribal Chief. Oh, Enjoy Tribal Chief. Uh, no, uh, it, it wasn't super uh, out of the realm. I only got to watch uh, probably the last half of it. W what I watched, though, it was what I expected. Uh, it was very serviceable. Uh, I, it didn't disappoint. Uh, I give it three. Uh, from what I watched, it could change. If I, I only get to watch the last like five minutes, five, ten minutes of it, um, watch the first uh, five, ten minutes and might change. But uh, yeah, I give it. Uh, yeah. How about three and a quarter? Three and a quarter. Tony G, what'd you give it? Uh, I loved it. I, I think given the entrances, you have to have the pageantry of the entrances with the main event. And they were they weren't over the top. I mean, they were. Exactly what you'd expect. It was Brock coming down to the ring, doing his thing, and he gets he, a little He doesn't on. need more. He is what he is, and he got just a little bit extra. Plus, Roman comes down with the bloodline with Paul, with all the pageantry that you kind of expect, but just a little bit more. And it was perfect. And then the announcement of this being a title for title, unification, this is the main event. You got to have that to really get in the mindset. So I can understand you're giving it a lower rating. Because if you miss the first half and you miss the entrances, it doesn't necessarily feel like the main event, even though it's the two most over-believable guys in the company at this point. So given the entrances, given the entirety of the match, and given the sign-up, I loved it. And yes, again, this was their greatest hits, but they tweaked some things and they added a couple new folds, added a couple new holds, and Paul was on fucking point, and the selling was perfect from both guys the facials the every spot was seamless this was great this was exactly what it needed to be i gave it four i'm gonna split the difference between y'all and i'm gonna give it uh three and a half uh and mostly that last half star is because of paul Heyman. uh mm. just it, like i mean i'm sorry that guy fucking bobby the brain heenan himself tonight. he did that he did but yeah uh th this was this was fantastic i you know Again, as a whole, this has been, dare I say, the best two-night WrestleMania of all time. Because, let's face it, the bar was okay. pretty fucking Pretty low. short. Yeah. Um, there was one with no crowd. There's one with a quarter of a crowd. And then there's this one. And there's this one. So, yeah, this is the most attended two-night WrestleMania of oh, all time. Man. Yeah, the most stupendous. Stupendous. Yeah. So, folks... This has been quite the WrestleMania. We made it. We made it. Two nights. Chicken, is there anything you'd like to say to the people at home? The only thing more stupendous tonight than WrestleMania was me winning back what was rightfully mine. Ah, oh, it feels so good. It feels so right. 
Yes, and now as the new champion, we are eagerly awaiting your top 10 United States God. champions of all time video, motherfucker. Oh, wait, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, so. Love you, Phil. It's coming. Uh, all right. So. Couldn't help myself. But. No, no, honestly, uh, thank you all for watching. Uh, this was really fun. Oh, God. I, like, tonight made me love wrestling again. Like, WrestleMania was good. Yeah. 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 This reminds me of it was good. 2020 before COVID cut everything down. Yeah. yeah. Like remember there's Rome, 2020? They had momentum. And then yeah. there's there's hope. There's young blood. There's hope. We and then you see the show they gave tonight. There's a lot. There's a lot to look forward to, folks. This, this was Don't give up. Done right. Don't give up. Now, I got to say, they did really well considering since last WrestleMania, they literally have 150 wrestlers less to work with. Yeah, and yeah. they did put and together. I'm not exaggerating. Given it's a the good show. Given the card, it worked. Yeah, so. <sighs> yeah, this was nostalgia done right. Now, look, I know that uh, you're probably going to disagree with me a little bit, but uh, the Stone Cold rub, the Vince McMahon rub, the retirement of The Undertaker. It made the show. And the uh, Triple H putting the boots in the middle of the ring. This is how you do nostalgia. This is how you do farewells. This is how you do the feels of your youth without <sighs> suspending disbelief to the point that it's not even like you can still fanboy out. And yes, I am looking at you, AEW. This is how you do nostalgia without it being over the top and almost offensive. I don't need to see Sting doing goddamn balcony leaps through tables. Right. This is how you do it. And this is how you do it right and make it still within the realm of suspended disbelief and protecting your wrestlers. Yes. Yeah. I got to agree. Um, like this was wrestling done right. As far as I'm concerned, wrestling. Yeah. Something that WWE is not fond of doing. There was moments where some random, like when you kind of hear like there was a random act of journalism that broke out. There was a random act of wrestling that occasionally broke out here at WrestleMania folks. So this, I was thoroughly entertained and they figured out two night events and you know what? There's been a lot of things going on that's prevented travel lately, but T I think we're going to look into the potential, the possibility of WrestleMania next year in LA, right across from the SoFi. Just uh, as well. Yeah, you know, we'll look into it. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I mean, there is a nice casino right across the street. We'll get there. Uh, We're but, a year removed. Yes, but folks, as I'm known to say around here, all that being said, thank you for joining us here at the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast, folks. We got some comments pointing in. I, I want to rant for a second, if I may. I feel sorry for anyone who bought into the main event. WWE could care less what fans want. I knew it was going to be the same old slop that Brock and Roman give you. Why did fans think anything different was going to happen? You know what? I actually enjoyed it. I was thoroughly entertained. We were all entertained. But you know what? Thank you for being here nonetheless. Thank you for joining us. I hope all of you make it right back here to the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast here on YouTube and Spotify. Happy, healthy, much the wiser. Be sure to go over to the KOE Nation on YouTube, Twitch, and TikTok. That's KOE Nation, folks. You know it's the right thing to do. 
be sure to check out Big Bucking Empire on YouTube, on Facebook, Big Bucking Entertainment on Twitch, Norwalk <laughs> IRL on YouTube, and go to Linktree slash Big Bucking to get all of our links to keep up with all this KOE content, all the chicken content, all the Tony G content, folks. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. I hope you all travel well and make it back here happy, healthy, much the wiser. Raise a glass to yourselves, folks. Tony, chicken, take it away. Uh, I'll just uh, I'll just quickly go over quickly this last comment. Uh, anyone who assumed it was going to be some grand spectacle should be ashamed of themselves. My expectations were very low. Look, I get it. This is still WWE. But, yeah, the last two WrestleManias, given the circumstances of the world and the climate around it, uh, this we'll take it. this was the card that this was. This was way better than it deserved to be. And, again, the nostalgia factor was super damn high on this one. But they did it about as right as you can. Now, granted, I'll, I'll admit right here, right now, you're going to get verbatim probably more higher-quality wrestling matches on the other channel throughout the rest of this year. But consistently speaking, WWE still has a ton of fucking talent. And when they unleash it and let them actually wrestle and have the matches, it's undeniable there were some really fine fucking matches on this card. And yeah, whether or not you like Roman and Brock or you hate them, uh, like it or not, this this was exactly what it needed to be. But I will turn it over to the champ. Send us home. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Dark Sage's comment actually uh, solidifies my thoughts that this is just a new era in pro wrestling, to where the folks like me that can really understand the psychology of the business and understand the art of the business, and we can see the future and we see what's coming. And I tell you what, folks, the future is bright. The future is beautiful. The future is here. We are about to launch the most beautiful, most stupendous. Oh, what, 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 ha what hasn't... Uh, what haven't they used yet? Anyway, it's going to be a fantastic ride, folks. Pro wrestling is here. It is back, and it is getting better, folks. I know last few years have sucked, but we're back. It's getting there. We're back. Let's have some fun with it. Like, share, subscribe. Tune in here every pay-per-view every week on big buck and empire check out well all the channels on linktree i'll let these four let these boys uh uh promote all the other channels but i appreciate y'all coming in tuning in and having some good times with us because this show was amazing i had a good time tonight I don't know about yeah, you, but yeah, this it was, was fantastic. This was fun. You know, it, it was kind of fun for a big WWE event to be fun again. It was that, nice. That was nice. It was so, very nice. Folks, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. KOE Nation on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch. That's K as in King. O as in, oh my God, you can find KOE Nation on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch. E as in extremely happy to know. You can find KOE Nation on YouTube, TikTok, and Twitch. Very on brand here, folks. Be sure to stop by Big Bucking Empire on YouTube and on Facebook so you can give stars and inter interact with our shows. When we do our Thirsty Thursdays, 
or fucking Fridays or any fucking days. Folks, be sure to like, share, subscribe, Big Fucking Empire. Be sure to like, share, subscribe right here, Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast. Follow this guy, Tony the Rod 2.0 on TikTok, folks. It's the show so nice. I had to outro it twice. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. God bless every last one of you, and I hope every last one of you makes it back here. Happy, healthy, much the wiser to the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast and all the sundry of our varying social media platforms. God bless. Travel well. Catch you later. Folks, if you liked anything that we've said, if you've enjoyed our content, if you just like hearing us fucking go off on bullshit, join us on Tuesday. For the Dog and Chicken Show on Big Buck and Empire on Facebook, the Dog and Chicken Show on YouTube, and Big Buck and Ember Empire on YouTube. That's this Tuesday coming up. But folks, be here back at the Revolutionary Wrestling Podcast for WWE WrestleMania Backlash. We will see you very, very soon. And again, congrats, champ. Good night. Let's see if it just smooths itself out. Tell you what I'll do If I ever get back I promise to refabricate you Raging rivers of gold That's what the brochure advertised and now we're lost. We gotta take it down. Let you get slow. It's hard to survive. Nice. Elderai. <laughs>